If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Huber's Izzy, are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mickey Zizzy podcast, season number four, episode 20, 28, with the, with the three, with the three. I had to add that in there. There's a lot of numbers going on, but we're getting through it. We are back. And the NFL, along with like you know the fantasy races, the pickums, everything is getting heated, and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're gonna be getting into college stuff, you know, later on in the episodes when the Bulls and all that get going. We also got March Madness in a few months, so can maybe talk basketball, NBA, all that. But today is a football day, and I'm joined by the main man, Mickey himself. Before I get to him, of course. Shout out those sponsors, the main pinnacle supplementation. Go ahead and check them out. Use your discount code, Mickey Zizzy. I mean, you got to get your supplements. We are in that, you know, that fitness season. Got to start getting right. You know, six months out, beach body. You can start brand new. Like, let's get after it, guys. So uh, go ahead, check them out, www.pinnaclesup.com. Um, also, our main man, Gray Anderson, G for three. Check him out on YouTube. Got a whole lot of things going on. Uh, Mickey, it's just good to see you, buddy. The mustache is looking fantastic. I'm just, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Talk to me. Yerp. Well, here we go again. No cliche punchline to introduce, but gotta give a huge shout out to the wife. Right away, she beat me this week in fantasy. I was supposed to come on last week. Let Baker bake. Let's go. Uh, Baker by the dozen. Let's go. Baker Mayfield going to take me to the ship. And he's the only one who balled this past week. So huge shout out to Baker Mayfield. My entire team stunk. They didn't listen at all. They thought it was going to be handed to him because it was the wife's team. And the wife's team put up the biggest numbers in the league. So her team <laughs> had a lot to play for. But you know what, Yank? Uh, Hines is in the championship uh, versus our good friend Aaron Hilpern. Uh, I already posted all that out. Good luck to both of them, whoever brings home the plaque. And the sad, sad thing is that plaque might go like right there because this is uh, the wife's wall. So she might be. And it does look wall. good. It does look good. It, it looks good sitting next to you when you win one. I'm just I'm saying, but it, it's it's pretty nice. It's nice. That's what I say. All the all the accolades, the walls just keep on growing here on the Mickey's Disney podcast. But no, uh, everything's great. The pick comes is coming down to it. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But let's start off with the Mark Mason person of the week. Yank, who you got? Mark Mason, person of the week. This week is honestly going out to Mama. Uh, it's just very simple. Mama Yank. Um, it was the first year, I want to say in like three years, that I actually was like home for Christmas Day and got to like see everybody and spend time with family, um, the siblings, nieces, nephew. Um, it was just, I got to dress up as Santa this year and do all that. So it was, it was oh, super yeah. cool. Um, really enjoyed myself. Had a great time um, just being around the family again. Did the great meals, went to church, just family time, babysitting. Was hoping to get a golf round in, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but it was, no, it was just a great time being around them for the holidays. And uh, it's going to be, and then, I mean, obviously, yeah, back to the grind with work and stuff going into the new year. But, I mean, just that. Those few days of family, a couple of days off of work, much needed. Just, just really appreciative. So shout out Mama for hosting and doing the main thing. So we appreciate you. Shout out Mama Yank. 
here on the Mickey's Izzy podcast. Uh, my personal, that's awesome though. You always got to shout out the moms. Uh, they all do great things. Uh, they're the goats. They're the real MVPs called Kevin really? Durant. Um, but my Mark Mason personal week is going to be in remembrance of what happened a year ago during around Christmas time. That is uh, our good friend Colton Clark's father, uh, Keith Clark. So he's going to be my Mark Mason personal week. We were actually playing Fortnite uh, the other day. They asked oh, me how he got Christmas. on. Oh he yeah, grumpy freak. Uh, anyway, um, he got on, and it was really cool. We we're just talking. Hey, holidays are great. Dad, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's been better than last year. I was like, oh snap, you are completely right. So I want to give him a huge shout out for persevering through a very tra- uh, tragic event and how strong that Clark family was. And now he's healthy. He's going PT. He's back to work. Um, so a year later to really look at something that was probably life changing and growing from it and getting better from it. So a huge shout out to him and his journey of recovery of Keith Clark and end all be all like, that's just a huge thing that showed me like eye opener for me, like, dang, you really never know like how each day is going to end. Right. You never know the struggles that everyone else is going through. So definitely through the holiday season, embrace those times with your mamas, with your fathers, with your loved ones and family members. So a little bit of love, a little bit of inspiration. Big, big here. family, big family time episode. I'm a, I'm digging it. Let's ride. No, yes, but for Papa real, Clark. Uh, Clark Strong, I, I, remember, I remember everything. It was crazy to think that that's been a year now, but also like he's come so, come so far that you kind of just forget that it even happened in a exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. So we got to be, Take everybody around us. Can't take them any. Uh, can't take any of them for granted. Amen to that. So, um, as we continue on, like I said, we're gonna talk about our uh games, our fan things first. Uh, championship is set. Aaron Hilper in the two seed versus Haley Hines, the one seed. Uh, that's gonna be a star. You like it when it works out that way, technically. Like you know, it's supposed to be that way. Exactly. So huge shout out to them. Uh, but you know, I had a heartbreaker. Well, my team just didn't show up. So, you know, we're playing for third place, trying to make the podium, uh, trying to finish our season strong and never want to give up on a team just cause we're not winning right now. I'm playing for seventh place in another league, but my other three leagues I'm playing in the ship. So three out of five leagues, yank your boys Ooh. in the championship. So a lot of pressure coming, uh, a lot of good things. I'm, I'm tinkering between my flex right now. Uh, so I got some th- thoughts before tonight, um, for two of my leagues for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's a quick little fantasy update. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, it's been it's been a little bit disappointing uh, for your boy this year in fantasy. I mean, we had late runs in the Mickey Lizzie podcast. I mean, I thought after a one in five start, you know, it's over. Back up the truck. Back it up. I'm done. Like, no. And then to go on the win streak, you get your hopes up. And then just to get crushed in the final week for the regular season. So, that happens. It is what it is. Um, and then, obviously, Owls League, you make the powerhouse trade early in the year, and then it just doesn't work out. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we have other leagues, though, and some other championships that go for. So, yes, fantasy football is alive. And, well, the Pickums. I mean, we can talk about how close those are as, as we've gotten. I mean, it does feel good to have quite a few, you know, weekly championships under your belt but your, your boy is um, first that's you you are i gotta make it by two went down by six I, I got worried i was like all right time to roll the sleeves and make it make it serious so i mean 
There, there's a lot of names though up there. I mean, honestly, the top ten, I want to say it's all separated by like three to four games in a way. So, so I will give you the quick update, the official update. Uh, obviously, Zizi Yank has uh, edged his name right now for the most weekly championships. He's at 13. I'm at 11 and second. So he's really had a good year. And I've always been second best throughout the entire year. And that's why I'm placed here at third. Tied for third with a fellow All-American, one-time All-American Mason Davis with 157 wins. Right above us is Zachary Greenwald, who has kind of been the head of the uh, of the house here at 158. And Brock Flack has been coming on lately he's even been talking like i almost had a perfect week one week he's got a few weekly championships he's also at 158 so that's a one game difference and then right under that you're in fifth yank two spots i'm, out of tra- I'm trying that's by three games into. you're at 155 that's by three games so someone drops two and you are right in the mix going into the final week you gotta be within three in my opinion to become an all-american four and five is a stretch because you have to have four or five different picks when we get down to week 18. So this is a crucial week. And then Haley Hines, who was once the leader of the pack here, is at 154. I mean, that's four. Four wins isn't out of it. And then Tyler Frazier at 153. He's been up there in the league uh, with 153. Brady Sims is at eight with 150. I think eight's too big of a jump. So I'm kind of counting out. I would say at this point, you would be looking to be, if you're within five, you got a shot. That's what Tyler Frazier at seven has a shot. I mean, he definitely has a shot at all American. I mean, he is two behind you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's at five and other people got to flip, but it's going to get dicey. It's going to be insane. Uh, Tonight's a big one. And you know what? I'm going with the upset. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. I think that's going to be a pivotal game to help me out. Pivotal. Joe Flacco is elite. We'll probably talk about it today. Joe Flacco is elite, but I need Amari Cooper to do bad. I got to put all my faith. The man just set a single game record. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. my God. You don't believe in any time. Sauce Gardner. All right. Anyway, that's your Pick'em's uh, update. A really big, probably our biggest Pick'em update because You're obviously. You're coming out dude. hot, dude. Super hot fire. <laughs> uh, but let's get into it. NFL recap. I mean, shoot. All right. We'll do it. The Browns. No, no. Keep it going. You can't stop after saying some crazy stuff like that. All right. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns where Chicago almost beat them. But once again, I'll get into them. We just love blowing fourth quarter leads. We love blowing two touchdown leads. Anyway, Joe Flacco. I've said it since the Super Bowl he won. Joe Flacco is elite. The man came off his couch and shown these young guns how to perform. Amari Cooper said, you traded me for a fifth round pick. Bet. And back-to-back 200-yard games. But they haven't seen Sauce Gardner. They haven't. And I'm the one who got torched by Amari Cooper. My Chicago Bears did. All right? I I want to believe the hype because I love Joe Flacco. You're, but dude. just like in the movie Cinderella, midnight's about to strike, and the whole magic of Cleveland is about to be done. Now, is their coach Freddie Kitchen still? No. Who, who's their, no, no. Who's their coach now? Stefanski, uh, ain't it? Uh, is it anyway i will double check that um but he should be coach of the year you know how many injuries they've had deshaun nick chubb the pretty much pinnacle of the cleveland browns right i saw it was like 11 starters at one point have been injured and they're still winning and that's the scary part is can the cleveland and that's just the magic that's the cinderella magic I think it strikes midnight. I think they finally get knocked off this crazy craze of a Cleveland Browns. But talk to me. I mean, 
I, Japan, I'm yeah, not going to like Stefanski. sit here. Yeah, you're right. My no, bad. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that they're winning the, that one, that the, the dream stops tonight, that the train stops tonight. I mean, you got to believe in momentum. I mean, Mario Cooper coming off a single game record. I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but back to back 200 games. I mean, Joe Flacco's playing like he's 10 years younger right now. He's got the experience for late season heroics and into the playoffs. I mean, we saw him do it with the Ravens, which is a whole other discussion if we want to talk about possible playoff matchups down the road. But I'm just saying, like, this team was fantastic on paper with the uncertainty of, like, Deshaun Watson, like, how good is he going to play, whatever else. Yes, they lose Chubb, which has been a hit. But Jerome Ford's not no scrub. He's been playing pretty dang good football. And then for Joe Flacco to come out, and I mean, these are dimes, dude. These are these are throws, man. He's stepping around in the pocket. He's getting dragged down. Heave it. Like, it looks crazy. And they're against some respectable defenses, if you ask me. I mean, Houston Texans, right? They go out and they hire a brand-new defensive head coach in D'Amico Ryan. They, their defensive scheme, they're they play pretty well. They drop 36 points on them. They go and they play the Rams. That's Aaron Donald. That's like like that's a very tough defensive front, usually at all times. They win that game pretty handily. Now, I mean, you can go back a few more games. I don't remember when Joe Flacco necessarily took over. I know there was the Pittsburgh game. They didn't score that many points. I know there were some other uh, Broncos game, some other respectable defenses where they didn't do very well, but I don't know. Sometimes you got to just go with the hot hand. Joe Flacco, Joe Cool. I mean, I'm not even talking to Joe Burrow right I know. Now. This thing is Joe funny. Flacco. And this is the guy um, that has, I don't know, he's just reignited something in this team that has been really fun to watch. And I expect them to handle business pretty easily tonight. See, it, it's been fun. And I, the Bears lost to him 2017, the Flacco uh, crazy fourth quarter drive. But I think they, d- on paper now, I don't see them beating these other great AFC teams. I think the Jets have a lot to prove. I think that defense can get a hold of Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco does throw a pretty ball. But here's the thing about Joe Flacco. It's either 10, 5 yards way past the receiver, but it's a beautiful spiral, or it's an absolute dime right in the bread basket. So it's a 50 throw, but there, actually it's been like, 70, 30. But he's playing against Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Let it sizzle, baby. Trevor Simeon. I don't know. I, I just got a hunch. I feel like this could be a pivotal, a pivotal game. I'm putting a lot of eggs in this basket tonight to help me go get another trophy. Sorry, it's next to the other state title trophies. Uh, right there for the Pickham's trophy. I know it's back. Hey, dude, that's the most casual flex of all time. <laughs> this man just said, oh, hang on. Watch out. My state trophies over here. Wait, hang on. But anyway, they're fun to watch. And you should watch them. And they're going to make the playoffs. And you don't necessarily want to see Cleveland. You don't. But you know what? The city's excited. Uh, Kevin Stepanski, you are right. Uh, Skipanski, I'm messing up names left and right today. Not Kitchens. I don't know where that came from. Uh, that was but... from, like, the Johnny Manziel days. <laughs> yes, wow. Uh, but it's because the Kevin. The Kevin got me. Yeah. Uh, he should be coach of the year for taking this team to these heights. It's insane. But uh, the Browns. You're going with the Browns, going with the Jets tonight? Definitely going with the Browns. I mean, we talk about two teams where one offense seems to be explosive, the other one hasn't been, and they both have good defenses. I'm going to choose the team that's got the better offense. Amen. Now, what team do you want to start talking about now? Uh, 
about them fins? Is the narrative changed yet? That's all I want to know. Can we beat a winning team? Can we do this? Is Tua real? Can he manage a late-game drive? Absolutely. Talk to him. Tyreek Hill isn't even fully healthy, and he still breaks people's ankles at the line of scrimmage when he needs to. Our kicker makes five field goals. We couldn't finish a drive, but we still win the game because our defense is stepping up. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. You know, I was calling it. I was calling it. Everyone's talking about the Ravens. Everyone's talking about us going into next week, you know, like, oh, next week for the AFC East, for the division. Nobody even gives us a chance. Nobody even gives us a chance this week. You want to hear my take? Dolphins are beating the Ravens this week. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to watch this game. But um, the Dolphins, fins up. Fins up. I'm excited. We're playing very good football. Um couple big wins back-to-back, -back, get back on track after that horrific Monday night loss to the Titans. Um, it's been it's been really nice um, to be a Dolphins fan this year. So uh, I'm going to keep riding the wave. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I remember when I was talking about worry a few weeks ago. That's why you can't let emotions come into play, right? I, you got to think back to logic. I said from day one, Super Bowl-worthy contender, you know? So here we are. Back in You're the, the recency bias, Yank. You're playing, oh my God, we just beat the Cowboys. Just one of the head honchos of the I've NFL. I've been saying all year we were going to go to a deep That's the whole problem with the NFL right now, that. Yank. It's, it's what have you done for me lately? It's what did you do last week? But like, let's look at the games, right? You beat the Jets 30 to 0. That's what good teams should do. Yes, the Titans game was a huge fluke, right? But every game. But that happened. It's still the NFL. It's the NFL. Exactly. It's still the NFL, right? 45 to 15 against the Commanders. Right, 34-13 against the Jets. 2013 against the Raiders, but the Raiders are hot right now. Okay, you do lose to the Chiefs by seven out of the country, right? So there's some leeway with that. And then those are just the past few games. I still believe in the Dolphins. And you know what? You do not have that crazy of a take to have them beating the Baltimore Ravens. I think everyone is hyping up the Ravens too much, right? It was the 49ers last week. 49ers, unstoppable. You can't beat them if they're fully healthy. And guess what happened? Lamar Jackson happened, and oh my goodness, in one of my leagues, I won by one point. Uh, hopefully, a yuck didn't get like 10 more yards. That was insane. I was sweating buckets. Huge shout out to Christian McCaffrey. Anyway, um, I'm getting on uh, on my soapbox here. Uh, the Ravens, you know, are now that team. Like, oh, Lamar Jackson, MVP. The Ravens, can they go back and Harbaugh bring them back to the Super Bowl, right? It's just what you have you done recently, bias, right? The Chiefs are totally off that train. Right, the 49ers, then it's the Cowboys, then it's the Dolphins, right? Because then going into next week, if they get the AFC East, they probably won't play Tua, right? That'd be dumb if they would. Now, if they're competing for that number one spot, maybe because the Ravens have it. There's so much riding on this game. The Ravens have so much to lose. The Dolphins, they lose this game. That's all right. Right. And I think the Bills should be um let me check the standings. I mean, right. we're clinched playoffs. It's just if we lose this game and the Bills win, it comes down to next week for the division. Yes, it does. That'd be 11 to 5, 10 to 6. So, like, y'all win, right? Or you're already playing for a bye. And that's crucial for teams to get healthy. You know what I'm saying? But if the Bills lose this week, which I don't uh, I don't think they will, and y'all lose, like, it doesn't matter. It's a two-game spread. You can set your starters. You're still going to have the AFC East. You might be the two or the three seed. It don't matter. Right? So, a lot does ride on this game. So, they're going to be coming. For the Ravens, on the other hand, they're kind of scared, too. Because Cleveland's knocking on the door two games away. They dropped two. Uh-oh, Cleveland wins too? They're in big trouble there. Um, but once again, if the Ravers, Ravens win this game, 
they pretty much have the AFC locked up, in my opinion. Um, yeah, because that's the only other team is Miami. So this is legit an AFC championship game. I think just the hype of the Ravens this week is what's going to let the Dolphins win. They're the underdogs. And the Dolphins like being underdogs. Now, is that going to help? I think when Mickey agrees with me on the Dolphins, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big I fan. D- I do. Tyreek Hill MVP, which we'll talk about later. Which, um, not a, oh my God, Mickey. We don't even need to keep talking. Just keep going. Just keep going. My second team is actually MVP talk. Uh, There's been a lot of things that I've been pretty uh, spicy on the Twitter sphere lately. And everyone's pride and joy, Brock Purdy for MVP. Guess what happened? Four picks. Is this your king? Is this your king? No, it's not. I said it from the beginning. He is not even the most crucial player on that team. It is Christian McCaffrey. All right. Now I'm going to be throwing out some stats here to help out this case. This is the year for not a quarterback to win the MVP. Passing yards, it goes to Tua. Like Tua, I might give it to you, but look at all the weapons you've got. Look at when Tyreek was not playing in the game. I think it was two games ago. He came in injured and then there was a spark and the team started driving. Tyreek was making moves. Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey should be the MVPs. All right. Now rushing by 300 yards, Christian McCaffrey has the rushing title right now at 1,400 yards. That's pretty darn good, right? Tyreek Hill has the receiving yards title by 200 yards. That's a lot, Yank. And you look at Brock Purdy, which, yes, he does have a lot, but he is in second. You have to take that into consideration. All right. And then uh, touchdowns. We're going to get to touchdowns in just a second. I had it pulled up. Pardon the interruption. Um, Christian McCaffrey is tied for first with uh, your boy Mozart at Mm -hmm. 21. So CMC, give the man the crown. He scored 16 straight times. Right? The man is legit. The man is a scoring machine. When he's not clicking, the 49ers aren't clicking. They were not handing him the ball, Yank, and they were losing. Brock Purdy's throwing picks. When they started giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey, what happened? He went and scored a touchdown and became a closer game. San Francisco-Baltimore. Now, to help out my case, I would love to bring it up for discussion. I don't think it should be Brock Purdy. I might give it to Lamar, maybe, because the Ravens are hot, but it is time that a non-quarterback wins the MVP. And it shows by the game film, and it shows statistically. What else can you ask for? Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of trying to make that same argument. Um, I've just been kind of annoyed how, in a way, you know, it just becomes a quarterback award. Um, I will say, when it comes to McCaffrey, I mean, I think he's the most valuable player on that team. I mean, regardless if we want to take into, I mean, I know how many touchdowns Brock Purdy is accountable for, but there's like, when it comes to MVP, the thing is like, there is things you have to take into account as far as like the team around that. I mean, like when we're talking about the quarterback comparison, right? Like after this past game, the top two quarterback, the top um, two MVP candidates were Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson, and they're playing against each other. Brock Purdy has four interceptions and a really bad game that obviously takes his chances down. But when you're looking at just the overall concept of the game itself, like Brock Purdy, has Christian McCaffrey, who, in my opinion, is the more important player on this team. He's the engine that drives that train. And then Debo, Ayuk, a few other people. Lamar Jackson, everything on offense runs through him, and it has to operate through him. His best player around him right now is a rookie. So to me, it's it's just 
there's there's certain things that you have to take into account that aren't necessarily stats or things that you just and it's just things that you see on the field but if that's the point if that's the case i'm going to make then how do you not talk about McCaffrey how do you not talk about Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill is on the verge of doing something that's never been seen before if he does go out and get the 380 yards over two games and gets a 2,000 yards and a and it would be in a 16 game span because he missed a game like that has literally never ever been thought of or seen before to me what more can a receiver do to not win mvp i mean and i love to have more than the next guy but i can definitely see production and just dip in our offense when tyreek isn't on the field and that's just factual again something that you don't just see in statistics i mean you do a little bit but not not to the scope of just actually seeing it in game action um I, I I don't disagree with you. I think it has to be brought up and mentioned more. I think if any year there's not going to be a non-quarterback this MVP. The one, there's this no year, NFL. This is the, the one. The leader is like 34 one. touchdowns right now. We don't even have a 30, a 40 um, I just I just won't. If if any quarterback is going to win MVP, it definitely should be Lamar because it's going to be the, um, I mean, their best team, but also literally everything does run through him. No, he doesn't necessarily have the touchdown numbers that impress, but I mean, the yardage between passing and, and rushing, um, his, the concept of how the entire offense is run through him. I mean, he is the run pass option on every single play. It's, I mean, there's definitely things I would take into account that I understand when they give it, if they were to give it to him. But I, I I would fight tooth and nail if I'm the one voting for a non-quarterback MVP. Exactly. It's just there's no quarterback like Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns, right? Aaron Rodgers had the huge touchdown to interse- uh, interception ratio. You really don't see that right now. And we've seen how – and I understand that the quarterback is a very crucial position with all the injuries we've had, two quarterbacks with backups trying to sub in. But when it comes down to it, the 49ers have made the playoffs with Jimmy G. They've been knocking on the door for a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey has really, you know, cemented them as being that team. On the flip side with the Dolphins, right? Before Tyreek Kill, Tua was not that great, right? This year, some people could argue Tua's had a better year than Jalen Hurts. And I will still be on Jalen Hurts just because of the rushing and the touch push, all that jazz. Right? So I'll still be on the Hurts side. But you can make that argument because of Tyreek Kill and how great he is. Right? I get, I get it. The Chiefs won a Super Bowl without him. He's not valuable, da 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 Patrick Mahomes was a dude. <laughs> right, the defense came alive for the Chiefs. All right, but now look at the Dolphins. Now they have a defense. They're fighting for an AFC title. Come on now, it's where I, I will, like you said, tooth and nail. I'm gonna fight for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't not. I do not blame you. I do not blame you. Amen. Uh, next team. Who do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, for me, There's so many damn good teams when I look at the list of everything in front of me. But, you know, I want to talk about when it comes to the 49ers, right? So the 49ers now, we've seen them lose, and everybody is that team that it's that team that everybody still praises or whatever else. It's not necessarily a question of how good they're going to be. I feel like they're going to be fantastic. Um, and this is kind of, this can be attributed to a few other teams that are going to be on the playoff hunt or on the fringe. But 
is Brock Purdy now going to be the reason that when they get into a playoff game or a tight game or a tight game down the road where that they lose? Like, is he, is there going to, is this going to be another coulda, shoulda, woulda type of season for the 49ers? And then some of these other quarterbacks and stuff as well. I mean, I'm looking in Jacksonville at Trevor Lawrence. They've been crumbling. Um, I'm looking at, um, the not necessarily the Texans quarterback situation because CJ Stroud is that dude, but just like his injuries and where they're at in the season that that has a lot and that whole division type tightening up what is going to happen. I mean, there's just, there's for me, it's not necessarily just a single team, but it's some of these storylines with quarterbacks and how they're going to be handled moving forward. Cause I mean, CJ Stroud, like, do you shut him down for the rest of the season to protect him or what I mean, what are your thoughts on some of these quarterback situations? You know, it's funny you bring you bring that up, and I kind of also wanted to talk about it. That being just quarterbacks in general. I mean, we've seen now the Minnesota Vikings are playing their fourth quarterback now. Some rookie, whatever dude is going to play, mm-hmm. and that's the crazy thing. How people are like, oh, we need a new quarterback. We need a new quarterback. Like even the Commanders, Sam Howell was balling in the beginning of the year, and yeah, he's taken a few steps back, face a few better teams. But he's once a rookie, ready, man. Exactly. They're ready to jump ship on Sam Howell. Like he's been great. I'm pretty sure it's the second year um in the league for him. But then you look at, you know, CJ Stroud. Do you really shut it down? You have a chance to go to the playoffs. Like you're all you're fighting for playoffs right now. Yeah. I don't think about that. You know, people are thinking about hopping off of uh Trevor Lawrence. I think that's stupid. Trevor Lawrence has been a baller. Quarterbacks can have bad games, just like DBs have bad games, just like receivers have bad games and quarterback is just put on a pedestal, right? They're put on a shrine. This is our dude. Okay. There's only a select few quarterbacks right now. You can think their job is actually safe. People are talking about with Justin Fields, go get Caleb Williams. We just saw the backup quarterback for USC throw six touchdowns in a bowl game, right? Caleb Williams is great. I love his uh, gameplay. I love the most he puts in the game. Fields their guy. Yeah. He hasn't been throwing a ton of touchdowns, but like, I still think he's our guy. He knows the offense, let it cook. We need Gabe Rufus anyway. I'll be talking about that next segment. So the reason for my rant here is just we are so quick to jump the ship off quarterbacks, which is insane. I mean, and I think you, your team, Chicago's on a big question mark right that's now. What, yeah, that's what we were just like, you know, yeah. I was kind of hinting to. So I just think we need to hit the brakes on, oh, we need a new quarterback. The only Patriots, yeah, y- y'all probably need a new quarterback. Mac Jones hasn't been it. It's been since 2020. It's been three, four years, right? That's yeah. the mark is the three to four year mark. But you give them only a few games because you're a backup. Like, you're really going to jump ship, like with Josh Dobbs. Like, Dobbs was putting on a clinic. Everyone was talking about Josh Dobbs at their workplace. And now he's benched. He's third string. Come on now. Nick Mullins is the answer. He wasn't the answer. Mullins, mania. Exactly. It really does. Ah, it grinds my gears. And you look at Jake Browning. Browning's been balling for Cincinnati. He's keeping Cincinnati solely in the playoff hunt, right? They lost their star quarterback. Yeah, but you what? You just going to forget about Joe Burrow? No. Exactly, and then let's go talk about the Jets. You know, Rodgers is out. Zach Wilson isn't a dude. Then they try who was uh Simeon. Simeon this week, and then last uh, a few weeks ago it was someone uh, else. Tim Boyle. Tim yeah, Boyle. Tim Boyle. See what I mean? It's just all these quarterbacks, insane talk. So in my eyes, it's yeah, just, the quarter uh, is the situation across the league this year. It just hasn't made much sense to me. So I just felt like. And there's obviously storylines that are building as the season moves along, but that's just something that I felt like we need to discuss or at least bring a light a little more. I understand it's one of the hardest. It is the hardest position to play football. That's why their name, their face is all over ESPN Sports Center. But 
we got to hit the brakes and let them actually develop. They are players. They are athletes, just like everything else that you do. Even the veteran at your job, the senior analyst is still trying to get better. He's going to have bad days as well. So hit the brakes on the quarterbacks is all I got to say. Like, let let them develop. They can have bad games too, just like you do when you're job. Hey, hey, come on now. Amen. Uh, real quick, I guess I'll say it. Yeah, Chicago Bears. Somehow we're still in the hunt. I don't understand. I've been hitting up the uh, – draft the mock drafts were crazy now marvin harrison jr getting joe Walt from notre dame right i'm making all the moves it's sad that i have to be at this part but uh the great thing is we're still kind of winning we're showing some hope our offense can be elite until the fourth quarter we are just notorious for blowing leads like we did against cleveland i legit had my sheet it, it would all be working out right now yank if we would have beat the browns we would have such a good chance to make it if we would have beat the browns but flacco we got elited um from it so i'm just all sad but seeing Justin Fields still develop, DJ Moore is that dude. DJ Moore is such a fun athlete to watch. So him and Marvin Harrison Jr. next year is going to be ecstatic. Um, that'll be my new jersey next year. Will be the Harrison Jr. one that'll be legendary. Um, but fire Eberflus, he's not good. Go get you a different coach. I was waiting to see ball. what you were going to say about him because I remember oh, in the fire game him. the day and someone being like, room. "He's won a few games." No. Yank, you, like Dan Campbell, that's a dude you want to play for. Dan Campbell, I love it, right? Mike McDaniel is awesome. He is such a dude. The Dolphins coach, right? McDaniel. Mm-hmm. McDaniels. Yep. Uh, yep. Just because there's Josh McDaniels and then there's Mike McDaniel, so I get yep. confused. But, like, he's a dog you want to play for. Andy Reid, a dog you want to play for. He lets you create your own plays. Like, those are good coaches. And even Robert Sala, like, they're saying he's staying back. I watched some of the hard knocks. That's awesome. He's a dude. He's a guy I would love to play for. The energy when the one when they beat the Bills week one. Eberflus has none of that. He's just some old head. Meh. You know, do your job. Like I get no excitement. I got more excitement out of Matt Nagy. Right? He had club dub whenever we'd win. Like that was something that excited me. Eberflus, you're not the dude. I'm sorry. Go back coaching defense. Our defense has gotten better the last four games. That's been a great. Ryan Poles, please do something. Get him out of here. I heard. If Michigan wins it, they'll bring up Harbaugh to Chicago. I would – I don't care. That would be awesome. So, that's my quick Bears talk, my last team. <laughs> All right. I mean, and I'll, I I mean, I agree. I, I don't think – I mean, the record kind of states it. I don't think that these last few wins kind of get it. I don't think the coaching staff has ever grasped the offensive game plan for fields or anything like that. I think, I think it's just kind of been a disaster in Chicago. Um, You have the players and the team has improved, but not in the step, not the step that we, that I think most people would assume. So I'd agree with you, but I'll go for my last team just real quick. Um, Not even a jump on like a jump from firing coaches to hiring. If the Raiders do not hire Antonio Pierce full-time, I do not understand what any type of person would need to do to secure a head coaching job at the NFL. That win against the Chiefs 100% should, should certify him as the head coach for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders moving forward. That is, that's all you I really had pass, to say. You still beat one I mean, the, the emotion you can see on his face, but you can see how much the players love playing for him. It's a culture change almost instantaneously. It has that McDaniel Campbell type of feel. And this is mid-season. Imagine what he can do with the entire offseason. Raiders, you have your man. 
He, yeah, he's a guy that the dudes want to play for. They got excited when his name was pulled for the head coaching job. And I think it was a little silly them. I guess I'm using my kid, uh, my dad voice, but a little weird. They're cracking he's open the cigars fun. and uh, smoking the cigars after just a regular season win. But he's trying to instill that, like, fellas, winning is good. This is how winning should feel like. We got to fight and put our bodies through the practice week so we can get that winning feeling on Sundays. And then we're going to repeat it again because that winning feeling is so great. Like, that's the vibe I get from the Raiders. Yank, they beat the Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending Chiefs, without completing a pass since the first quarter. Are you insane? That's, like, that's crazy, dude. But it's that defense wants to play. Max Crosby is a dog. But and he's, no, been, he's becoming like one of my favorite players to watch on defense. Yes, he is awesome. But the Raiders, you need to rehire your guy. Um, he's coming out in the I saw like black Air Force Ones or whatever. I'm like, all right, dude, it, he's got it's a whole vibe. It's a whole, yes, vibe. the whole vibe, and the Raiders got a whole vibe, and that is your dude, Aiden O'Connell. Sorry, Purdue grad, you're not the answer. Jimmy G, can't believe you know he's getting benched and injured, but they could be in routes of getting a quarterback. They got Jamie oh, dude, Heisman. let them get a quarterback. Heisman, winner, yeah, Daniels. Like, yeah, hey, hey, could be. Well, that that's I mean that's some team you're gonna be willing to look out for. Obviously, they have Devontae Parker still, or uh, Devontae Adams. They could ship him to New York and get a whole bunch more draft picks. There's a lot that can be done for the Raiders. Ship him um, to Kansas he, he is City. in a win-win situation. Huh? Said ship him to Kansas City. That's That would be way too insane. But uh, anything else? I mean, we kind of got everyone back up to speed about the NFL, talked about everything. Uh, these next two weeks are going to be huge. And then it's playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's just big playoff implications, honestly, if you're, asking, yeah. if you're talking to me. And then, obviously, I mean – all I need is love. I'm hoping for a little bit of Heinz magic, you know, unless you can't take it, you know, being in No, I can't. I, I'm all on her boat now. I am hyping her up. I've been talking to her. We kind of have that flex. She's thinking between the flex and the tight end uh, spot. So I'm going to let her do her. I mean, she's the one. It's it's the teacher becomes the student, right? It's like Splinter with the Ninja Turtles walking them as babies. And now she's walking me. As she goes off to the championship. That's how I feel. Master Splinter, I've done my job. My Ninja Turtles out there saving the world. But uh, any last things? Uh, no, nah, man. It's just it's setting up for a good weekend. Let's go, Fins. But if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. Peace.